There is a thin veil that protects humanity from the horrors and darkness of the other. Within the other lives everything that our minds can bring to imagination. Or maybe it is not imagination at all, and just a thinly veiled reality that our mind cannot believe to be true. The veil is the will of humanity to protect the innocent from the dangerous and the horrible. A pursuit to ensure that the darkness of the other does not consume the world. The vanguard are those who uphold the veil, who know the truth of the horrors and fight it every day to protect the innocent. They must ensure that the balance is maintained and the darkness held at bay. We are the vanguard of the veil. Welcome everyone to another session of the Vanguard of the Veil, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast powered by the Apocalypse System. I am your keeper, Fred, and our pronouns are he, him. And joining with us today, Alex. Hi, uh, I'm Alex. Uh, I play Deandra. Uh, her pronouns are she, her, and my pronouns are whatever you'd like to call me. Steph. Hey, everybody. I'm Steph. I play Artemisia, and our pronouns are she, her. Matthew. Hey, everybody. I am Matthew. I play Agent C, and our pronouns are he, him. Josh. Hi, I play Spin, uh, and our pronouns are he, him. And special guest star, Patrick. I am Patrick, and my pronouns are he, him, and buddy cues are they, them. All right. So before we pick up from the last episode, actually, no, do we do the recap first? Yeah. Sorry, Matthew. He was giving me a you, luck. You threw me <laughs> off when you uh, you didn't make me the last on the, the um, oh, that's fair. <laughs> Matthew can't finish if we don't do it in order. I need to go. Yeah, I like to catch Alex off guard, and I just went with Alex first. <laughs> Matthew, what happened last time? On the last episode of Vanguard of the Veil, in a gross, ever-eclipsed world, a vigilante crime fighter defends a human boy from a horrible beast. This crime fighter goes by the name of Buddy Q. Meanwhile, the other hunters prepare for their journey through the Veil to res rescue Professor Gunderson. Using the gateway at Devil's Highway, they descend into the city from the intro. There they fight giant horrible metal spider monsters during the fight buddy q with all of their personalities show up and the hunters defeat the beasts after exchanging pleasantries the team learns that buddy was a prototype nuggy developed by gunderson Buddy reveals that he they have a device that will lead them to professor gunderson that was it i condensed it as bad as i could So the camera focuses on a different area from where we're at. The camera slowly goes through what looks like a fine campus building, and it goes through the walls into what looks like a science lab or maybe a classroom. And we find ourselves in a scene from the 2000s. A younger Gunderson is studiously working in a laboratory with elbow-length gloves, goggles, and what looks like an amorphous pile of dead animal flesh. The hour is late, and you can see exhaustion in his eyes from the dark rings. 
He places the dead flesh reverently into semi-humanoid shapes while plunging tubes of viscous-colored goo and clamps of electric charges upon them. Standing up, Gunderson walks over to a control panel with various monitors, keyboards, and power sources, and he lays his hand on a lever. With a steadied breath, he pulls down on the lever. The bodies start to undulate from the forceful liquid and electricity being injected into their masses. Gunderson places the lever back, the bodies settle and lay still, smoking slightly. Several seconds go by and the tension in the room is thick and palpable. He stares intently at these masses until several minutes pass. With a resigned sigh, he heads back to a table with several documents scrawled with hasty handwriting and designs similar to an animalistic version of the Vesuvian man. Frustrated, he swipes the documents off of the table in a fit of rage uncharacteristic to him. And just then, a strange noise catches his attention. Looking back upon the table, one of the six small masses start to wriggle. Gunderson rubs his eyes as if he was seeing things. Then another starts to wriggle. Then another. All six of the masses are now moving, erratically at first, and then with sentient action. One jumps off the table to a slightly wet thud on the ground. Another is ripping tubes from all of the other masses in itself. One starts to stand on the table and stare at its hands. Gunderson falls backwards into a chair and falls into a sitting position. He starts to laugh heartily. He had done it. He created life. Feeling both the elation of being successful after so many months of trial and error and the weight of exhaustion, Gunderson slept for the first time in several days. The six flesh masses start to explore and interact with each other. There is a kind of innocence to them that is not befitting the cooked, dead flesh mounds with arms and legs. Eyes, nose, and mouth are seen upon their midsection, and they just start to consume and eat everything. One of these creatures come upon a vial that is labeled Wretchup. It has a vile green glow to it, and without thought, it is consumed. This one creature starts to convulse and pulsate as this chemical compound courses through its body. With a renewed vigor and insatiable rage, the, the flesh creature begins to attack and consume the others. With small shrieks and attempts to escape, one by one they are consumed. With each consumption, the one flesh creature gets bigger and smarter and more. At the end, only one remains. The camera pans away from this horrific scene as one incredibly stuffed large nuggy is left standing next to a sleeping Gunderson. And we find the camera just pan and pan until it comes to a very dark area. The camera then pans over our hunters, currently in what looks like a destroyed half building. The sky is dark and there is a sun in perpetual solar eclipse, not providing any light in this dark world you find yourself in. Beside you are several creatures that you just vanquished. These horrific spider-type monsters, half organic, half mechanical. And then, of course, there is Buddy, the large nuggy wearing the Rambo headband uh, standing before you. Actually, at the time... Uh, swapped over to the wand with the red and yellow uh, yes, scarf. Yes, so you are wearing the red and yellow scarf. Now, wand in hand. I believe, Agent C, you were attacked and took damage, but 
you healed yourself in some fashion, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Now, unfortunately, because of this wound, though, there is splatters of your blood that has just soaked into your clothing. And there is just this coppery smell, this sweet smell in the air. Although your wound has been healed, that blood remains. Artemisia, act under pressure. <gasps> oh, shit. My least good stat. Ooh, that's a nine. Okay, you are partially successful. You immediately lunge towards Agent C and you sink your teeth into the flesh of this person and you both inflict one harm and you regain one harm. Agent C, yes, your hand is up. Uh, sorry, is that, that I assume is are not my armor doesn't apply no no it specifically does not. it ignores armor as artemisia kind of steps back in a almost kind of concerned and bewildered maybe scared look upon her face you can see what look like extremely long and sharp teeth protruding out from the top of her lip and you realize there is blood dripping down from them scared face but also she's like kind of like licking her uh spin screams <laughs> what artemisia you are in control of your faculties so you have kind of satiated this urge for now hey fred yes uh i feel like as a result of what just happened i have to roll an act under pressure in accordance with my character's uh thing you like met me 20 minutes ago it would be really weird if you didn't do something okay well you don't you don't want me to fail that roll but uh, I i got a an unnatural 12 so there is a brief moment as all of you observe agent c this Stiffness takes over his body and he starts to tremble slightly. You believe he is about to retaliate and, and possibly attack Artemisia. And in the last moment, what happens, Matthew? So it's it's just kind of like you see like he's like just kind of clenching his fist and, um, you know, kind of like it looks like he's just doing some some deep breathing exercises. And then he uh, he kind of releases his grip. Uh, and just kind of just starts applying pressure to the wound. And I can I try and heal that? Sure. I would sure. like to try and heal that. I heal one. I heal one harm. I got a, uh, uh, what was that, seven? No, not uh, eight. Whether it was the brief momentary loss of blood from this attack from Artemisia or just some fit of rage that was overcome and subsided, you can see the incredibly red skin of Agency kind of turned back to the standard complexion um, that he normally is, as if he was just incredibly angry and then calmed down. Yeah, he, he kind of just like wipes his neck and you see like there's like a smear of blood, but there's no longer puncture. Okay, okay, okay. I know that what just happened was really crazy, but he just healed himself. That's weird. What this? Fine. I everything's fine. That's weird. Who are you? I can do that. I'm sorry. You just came at me, fanged out, and bit me in the neck, and you're <laughs> asking me for an explanation. Yeah. 
I you're did the this new guy here. Two minutes ago, when we just met Buddy Q here, and everybody acted nonchalant like it was not a big deal on last episode when we did this. Yeah, I can and do now, that. Now yeah, you but care. I was really distracted because you were covered in blood. And, and yeah, like so, no one's like worried about me just being a like shapely, uh, you know, round person with uh, arms, legs, and uh, Deandra. Did you costumes? know that she's a she's a vampire? I'm seeing that now. Yeah, I know like eight of you, eighty of you. 800 of you? There's so many. What, vampires? There's one of me. Well, six. Or nuggies. Nuggies. Oh, okay. No, there, there's one of me, but we were six, and now we're one. I'm like half a vampire. Not even a full one. Buddy, I'm not going to ignore you. I'm just letting you know that in my line of work over the years, I have seen so many things. You are just another thing on a list of already very weird things. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of stuff. No, no, no problem here, man. I, I seen like humans. I seen like vampires. I seen like some weird, weird monsters with like sludge coming out of their noses that turn into hands and crazy Please, things, man. So much worse. I could have sludge coming out of my nose. Oh, there was like feet coming out of someone's butt once. That was the worst. How long have you known you're a vampire? Uh, I'm not a vampire. Not you. Since about 30 seconds ago when I tried to drink oh. that guy's blood. Okay. Okay. She's telling the truth. Okay. Look. As long as you can control it, you're good, but I'm going to keep an eye on that, you know. I yeah. didn't I, kill him. Just try to bite me next time. I think I think she just volunteered to be at the front of the pack. Mm. No, no, I should be at the front. That's not... Yeah, I'll go behind Spin. Yeah. It'll be fine. Look, everything's hey. weird. Everything's hey. weird. I don't know. There's, like, flesh hey. spider monsters. There's, like, hey. talking... Nugget. You Please. guys are being too loud. What's this? There's a boy in the corner amongst the rubble of this building. Oh, good. There's a creepy child. I want to read a bad situation. Wait. Wait. Go ahead. I'm covered in goo right now. Is this it? I, you know, I think for me, like, I don't, sometimes I don't know when investigated mystery is right and when we're in bad situations, right? I think when there's a no. creepy child, it's always read a yeah, bad situation. Yeah, there's a child that's read a bad I situation. Still, why, why am I creepy? I'm still flushed with anger. So I, I rolled a, a natural two on that. Oh, nice. damn. Ah, so let's go ahead and say that that, that is, is a uh, failure. That is not going Some to be sweet, sweet experience. You guys are being way too loud. Please come. Just come with me now, buddy. For you, you actually recognize this child as the child you just saved in that prequel scene from the last episode. The rest of you obviously are seeing this child for the first time, and you see a child that is probably about 10 years old. Um, he looks incredibly dirty, and the clothing that he's wearing is very unique. It's almost as if, like, they're, like, hand-tailored. Um, very rudimentary, like, it is not something that looks like modern clothing. Come on, guys. What are you waiting for? There, There's going to be more. They're going to come back. They have trackers. They're going to know that you killed them. Uh, can I, uh, as I'm trying to uh, jump over to him, uh, roll a uh, protect someone to protect the child? Is he. Yeah, he's like trying to like draw me in, and I'm trying to. If there's anything else going on that we yeah, don't see you or could, you I don't do see, like a preemptive protect someone so you could be protective of the child if something happens. Uh, that's a seven. Okay. Uh, wait. Oh, seven plus uh one. So you are partially successful. Eight. We take those. So you immediately go to the child and you kind of take this like protective stance, and he's like, "Okay, come on. We need to stick to the shadows. We need to stick to the walls. Just." 
All of you come with me. Wait, 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 wait. Why are you here? What do you mean, why am I here? I've always been here. You, you, you were in a... You were in a... You were in a... You were in an alley. Wait. Yes. Like, you, hours ago. Yeah. And do you guys know how much noise you're creating? Like, they're going to be swooping in on us any moment. If you guys value your lives, come with me. I'll go. Hey, you guys value your lives? Done crazier things. All right. <laughs> oh, God. And you follow this child and he kind of takes you through the other end of the building. You kind of slink through a couple of alleyways. As you follow this child, you look upon the world around you. You look like you are in a city that has been abandoned. The, the buildings have, you know, crumbled walls. Some of the buildings are just piles of rubble. There is like little to no light from the solar eclipsed sun. And from time to time, you see what look like possibly winged creatures from the vantage point that you're at they probably are at minimum like humanoid size or larger and but yet they have wings and they're flying through the sky the child takes a very careful stealthy route um, and you enter into another building and there is what looks like a hatch on the ground, which leads to a stairway that goes down into darkness. Do you go in? Hey, y'all, y'all want to go down here? Quickly, guys, come on. I mean, I guess. Sure. Yeah, but, okay. Buddy, I guess buddy, we're doing. You've been down here before. What? What can? I I've not been down I mean, that hole. You've been here. Wave, wave my hand dramatically. Oh, yeah. You've been here before. What? What kind of? You know, what do we expect from this? Let's not a crazy shit, but. So, buddy, you know that this is a world of monsters and demons, which in some fashion you're able to fit in. You don't ra raise kind of like the attention of the average denizen of this place. Of course, if you were to interact with them, more than likely they're going to realize something is up and that you're not from here. You also know that there are people here. And the people here aren't like the people from the regular world. They have been living here for generations and they have learned to either work for the demons or they hide from the demons. And this is the world that these humans live in. And this child whose life you saved earlier is currently trying to provide maybe some type of sanctuary or hiding place so that you can have this conversation but you do know that those spider creatures just recently attacked you and more than likely there could be more coming okay go, go down here there's some crazy shit that uh yeah, yeah just follow me just follow me and uh i will i will kind of like turn into like a quick wispy costume change and you will all see like a gray a gray long jacket and a flat hat. Just follow me. We're gonna come down here and everything's gonna be fine. Everything will be 100% copacetic. Follow me. I'm on costume As changes. I turn into the gumshoe. Everyone, please follow me. Everything's gonna be fine. Just uh, follow me and my little friend here. I'm gonna like please. Wish, whisper to spin as we follow. It's like, I really didn't think finding a British nugget would like be something we did down here. Who said I'm British? Is it because is it because he's smart? <laughs> <laughs> the five of you go down into the hatch, down this stairway. 
the hatch closes behind you, kind of limiting what little light, and you're kind of just doused in darkness for a brief moment. You walk while guiding your hands along the walls down this stairway, and you see a light emerge at the end of this stairway, Mm. and you enter in what looks like maybe some kind of basement or wine cellar. The light starts to grow, and you actually are able to start pick out like details of this room and it's much larger than you thought it would be and there are these lean-tos in tents what look like rudimentary makeshift like hovels um, and you start to see people there is probably a handful of people here and the boy just kind of like motions you forward as if he was trying to bring you to somebody and you're kind of brought to uh the center slash far side of the room um and there is a uh a, a very very small fire uh and there is like a pot just brewing on top of it um and there is an old woman um sitting behind this and she looks up at all of you a little concerned and, and goes well what do we have here where did you come from my name is Buddy Q, and I come from a land above, not down under, but <laughs> these are my friends. I guess they're my friends. Are you my friends now? Yeah, I can be friends. Have we? Well, hello. I would say work associate. Associates works as well. Okay, I don't care about your relationship. Where did you come from? You are not from around here. No, we, we came from outside the Vale. We, uh, yeah, the community college. Wait, wait, what do you mean from outside the Vale? You're not from the other? No, we're not We're not from here. We're actually trying to rescue someone. How How did you come here? We fell down a hole. There's a rope. And they met me. Wait, you're saying that there is a rift nearby? A way to transport to the other side? A rift, a hole, a place for other people to come from? Perhaps. Maybe. What's it worth to you? Well. Fred, how many people are here? I would say like just under a dozen. Probably like eight to ten people. Okay. And they all look just hungry and malnourished, emaciated, dirty. Like they have been hiding out in this basement for a long time. And you are just not sure how long they've been here. You said it's a wine cellar? I would say so, yeah. Yeah, I'm, is there any wine left? Tainted wine. <laughs> you look around and there are large casks and what look like rows of shelving that maybe once carried these bottled wines. But unfortunately, nothing uh, that you can see immediately. Mm. <laughs> why? Why would you travel here? Why would you travel to this hellscape? There's someone important that we have to bring back. To save our work friend. (laughs) Wait, so you say that there's somebody here that you're looking for? Yes. Yes. Scientist. I don't know why you thought that coming here would have helped you, but he is more than likely lost, and so are all of you now. Hey. Have you seen a grumpy old man down here lately, sir? Ma'am, it... uh, Whatever you may happen to be? Well, I... No, um, unfortunately, the the few of us that are here, we have been in hiding for a long time, and if this person you're looking for, if they're still alive, they're probably, well, they're probably with the demons. No passerbyers. No, you, you're the first people we've seen in a long time, and that's why I'm just concerned. I... 
Well, fuck. I was trying to figure out where you came from. Maybe, maybe there's a way we can escape. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That would be great. Can you take all of us back with you? Uh, yeah. Once we get our friend on our way back, we'll swing by and pick you up. Oh, okay. Hey, easy. I, I, I just okay. That'll be well, great. Well, how long? How long of a trek was it from where we came in to the other to here now? Oh, like twenty minutes. Okay. Yeah. Not very long at all. And and more than likely due to just trying to be careful and stealthy, you know, like maybe you've gone a couple of blocks. Okay. Have you ever heard the name Gunderson? Uh, no, should I? Well, shit. That's, that's <laughs> who we're here trying to find. Got it. This science person that you speak of. Dennis Gunderson. Uh, well, he may know more about what's going down here now, but uh, my concern is that uh, if he falls into the wrong hands, which is likely he may provide uh, the local denizens uh, some capability that they didn't have before. Got it. That's probably why they took him. Look, there is something you need to understand. This is the world of demons. We are just rats running scared and hiding from the overseers of this area. And two things happen. You either get caught, more than likely killed and eaten, or if you're lucky, or maybe if you're cursed, you work for the demons. Whether you clean or you're on guard, we are used as just labor for whatever the demons whim. The few of us... Do you work for these demons? No, no, we have been... Well, some of us at one point could have, but we are refugees. We are just hiding, just hoping that somebody would come and help us or that we could get away somehow. And you know that she's telling the truth. Right. <laughs> um, I'm going to, uh, what I'll do is I'll like, is I'll take out like my, my notepad and I'll draw a little map back to the, the entrance to the, the, the surface world. Um, and I'm going to, give it to her and say, look, gather any humans that want to escape, lead them to here, uh, and get the fuck out of this miserable place. Only thing is, on the other side, there's going to be a bunch of military dudes. Um, try not to get killed by those guys. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. I, it, Put your hands up when you walk out. Did you, is yeah. it safe to, to make our way there? Some of us are elderly and some of us are hurt. Ooh. There's spider guys. That I don't know. Yeah, there are spider guys. <laughs> They're really soft, though. I just, like, stepped on one and it blew up. You're not a good judge of what is soft or not. Yeah, so safe right now, I don't know. But, like, I'm just letting you know, hey, that's where the hole is. Whenever you feel like... I mean, you know this place better than we do. We just got down here. So, like, I don't know. I don't know how your system of communication works with other groups of refugees or whatever how you can spread the word Fred, can i make another act under pressure roll for my thing go, go ahead okay it was an eight so okay I, I don't think there's an issue if it's i think it's as long as i don't fail it fail but why why is this happening why are you um, rolling? just because of how we're talking to the the people and the, the nature of where we are. Got it. So I would say um, I would go to the boy who led us here, and I got you know I'd get down on you know one knee and be like, "Hey kid, what's your name?" Uh, my name is Poyolo. All right, Poyolo. Here's what you need to do. You need to bring someone, anyone, maybe a few people, back to where you found us. 
you know, they gotta get up that rope and just let someone on the other side know that you all are down here and that you need help. They might be able to make a safe space by the exit and try and get you guys out while we take care of our business. You think you can do uh, that? Yes, I, I could definitely show them where it is. I can do this. All and right, he'll ruffle his hair and get back up. We gotta do get you have a, a weapon that I can have? I don't think anything I have is safe enough or something that you'd be able to handle. Well, I, I'm not a child. I found you guys and protected you. How's this? I'll, I'll pull out like a spare mag light. I'll give it to him. He's like, look, this is a really durable flashlight. You can really do some damage if you hit something over the head with this. Is this a magical light? Will it repel evil? It's a magnetic light. Oh. A mag light. I don't know what that means, but well, it'll I believe draw in things you. toward you if you shine it at them. So probably don't do that. But it is so it'll keep me hidden if I don't use it. It it potentially could do one harm to something if you beat them over the head with it. One harm. Okay. <laughs> I will hold on to this magic light. Sure. Yeah. Mag light. <laughs> and he scampers off. The old woman says, "Well, look." If you are to go anywhere, and if there is anybody being held captive, there is a compound nearby. I've overheard one of the demons. Um, I believe they use the name of somebody who is in control over there. I believe they said the name Carson Daly. God damn it. I don't know. What the fuck? God damn. We all, well, I guess we're, me and Spin look at Deandra. Is there something I could roll to be like, oh yeah, I'm totally up up with the other guy I wasn't even there for that scene. Can that be my investigative mystery? I just want to know that. I want to know that I know that. Um, I'll take the the last swig of my third flask and be like, I knew it. I was like, holy shit, she was right. Yeah, I believed it. Do you have anything to drink? Oh, well, yes. I mean, we do have well water here. No, 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 no. Like, like, like wine or, like to or, drink or, 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 oh. or something, like something. To... Well, actually, I was brewing something right now. It's in this pot in front of me. I'll smell it. What does it smell like? It, Is it smelly? It smells like <laughs> gasoline and berries. I'll fill my three flasks with it just <laughs> yeah. in case. I mean, I get you fucked up. It's, yeah. Yeah. We, we call this concoction very berry starburst. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, we have that in All our right. world. Yes, when you drink it, you that will see poison. stars. It's just like mushrooms, and Deander's gonna be <laughs> tripping balls for the rest. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll fill my flasks with it just in case, because I'll, I'll probably start getting the shakes in a little bit if I don't. Yeah, I'll fill my flasks with it, and I'll keep it on hand. Okay, well, please be careful, and I truly hope that you rid of us of this demon that they call Carson Daly. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I'm going to uh, sidle up to Buddy here. I was like, I thought you said you had a machine that could find Gundy for us. Why are we talking to these people? It, it's supposed to like direct me towards him, but it's in this direct area. Uh, yes. So the, the, the device, you can see that it points you in a direction. 
um, obviously you'd probably have to exit this subterranean level area and then follow it. Uh, so it's but like it a compass? Cra- crazy question, It's kind Fred. of like, a, like, you know, from Aliens, it's got that, like, flashing screen and there's, like, a Oh, it's, it's, a direction. it's got the, the ghost detector thing from Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's, sure, little, yeah. <laughs> Ecto reader. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm pointing my finger and it's, like, waving left and right, left and right, left and right, and, like, a, on a couple occasions, accidentally smacks Deandro in the face. Mm, okay. It's here. Is the thing there. pointing toward where they said the compound was? Hypothetically. Yeah, she she gives oh, you God. a Jeez. Of course. Okay. Alright, well let's go fight all of T Total Request Live, I guess. <laughs> we could be blue girls. So agency, you know from that role, the investigative role, you have a little background on the demons and I guess what would be considered like the celebrity TV demons. Sh- so, yeah, the celebrity draw of these demons, right? There's a bit, I got a board back back at home with yeah. with a bunch of pictures on it. There's a big question mark over DJ Pauly D because he's gone missing, and we were tracking him for a while. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and that tree, that tree of celebrities, like spiral up to one lone figure, which ends at Carson Daly at the top. You make your way through... Fred, before we make our way anywhere, I want to manipulate someone. Go ahead. I want to manipulate Agent C. Okay. You can can try. You might get me some experience out of this, so let's see what happens. (laughs) We'll see what happens. I'm hoping I fail because I want to level up. (laughs) (laughs) I literally got two ones. Nice. (laughs) I got a four total. But... But you need to tell me what the purpose of this role was. So what I was so the purpose of this was I was going to go up to agency and I'm going to put my hand on his shoulder and be like, hey, I think uh, you seem to get hurt easier than I do. So maybe I should uh, be the one like at the front and like protecting you. Yeah, you're really just trying to get that experience. So you know what happens when you miss, right? (laughs) Yes. Okay. what happens? So on a miss, it's up to me. Uh, to decide how badly you offend or annoy me. And, <laughs> and I mark experience if they decide not to do what you asked. Yep. So here's what's going to happen is I'm going to roll act under pressure. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right, you're lucky that I rolled a natural 11, so I will not retaliate against you. But do you also not take his advice, and do you stay in the lead? Here, Here's what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my hands on his shoulders and I'm gonna give him, it's gonna be a firm grip I'm gonna be like spin if I thought you knew where we needed to go I would put you right in the front there's no doubt in my mind but Buddy's got the thing so we're putting Buddy in the front and I'll be behind him back up Buddy hears his name and instantly like does a little twirl change and turns into like this a ghost and it's legit just like a sheet with two holes in its eyes. It's a spooky. <laughs> it's a spooky. Oh God. Uh, what do you want me to do? Oh, uh, wait, what? What's going on? Buddy, you got the thing. We're following you. Oh, oh, for Gundy. Oh, shit. Okay, let's go. Oh, fuck. Um, the five of you follow Buddy out of this subterranean basement area, and you steadily make your way through this neighborhood, and... Once again, you kind of take a stealthy route. You are 
kind of crouching at certain points. You are kind of sprinting across from building to building. And the contraption that Buddy has kind of beeps quietly from time to time. And it starts to become more rapid uh, as you get closer to what you assume is your destination. By the time this device is just beeping over and over in a very fast manner, you look upon what looks like a very large building. It looks like a I don't know, just like a a large business office. And there is a walled uh, kind of area around it. Uh, There are gateways um, and it looks like it's being patrolled by standard looking humans. But these humans are once again wearing the clothing of what looks like, I don't know, maybe a Middle Ages type of peasantry clothing. Very handmade, not very, you know, that you can see the stitching on the clothing, um, and it is made of, like, rough material. Some surf-ass surfs. I read a bad situation? Absolutely. Also, Artemisia spent most of the dr- uh, the walk over trying to turn into a bat and failing. <laughs> Just to see if she could. She doesn't know what nice. she can do yet. That's real. That's real. Ooh! Okay, I got a three. (laughs) I love it. Damn, dude. Oh, it's awesome. You try to assess what is the best way to go in. You have no idea. Wait, it's actually a two. That's even worse. (laughs) Yeah. You believe the best way to go in is through the front gate. They won't care that we're here. We'll just tell them we're here to get Gundy. That's no big deal. You, there's just you're like looking at Spin, and Spin is very like TV static sounds, but it's just. Yeah. I just like put a hand on his chest and I go, no. Wait, did we already read a bad situation again? That was me. I did it. Ah, okay. <laughs> now some of you might have connect the dots or investigate a mystery holds. Um, you could also read a bad situation and see what the best way in is. Um, I assume some of you might be more tactical. I have I have an ability where I can attune my mind to a monster or a minion. Okay. I'm just not sure if I want to try to get Gundy or Carson Bailey. Gundy is technically not a monster or a minion. Correct. So. That's well, he why. was a monster. He was. Ah, that's I fair. don't have that move, but there is a move that I could take that's called I was a monster. <laughs> that's even funnier. All right, all right. I'm going to tune into Carson Daly. Okay. It's three. So that's an 11. Okay. Uh, so I get three questions to ask you. And at this success level, are there any detriments? Like There are not. Okay. So if you were to fail, though, would Carson Daly be able to, like, tune into you? Um, on a miss, the monster becomes aware of you. Okay, okay, got it. So what are the three questions you'd like to ask? I am going to ask you, where is the creature right now? So Carson Daly, you get a sense that they are probably in the penthouse of this building, the very top. What is it planning to do right now? It is currently trying to cross over back into the material world. Okay, I'm going to hold my last question. Also, um, I gain plus one ongoing while acting on these answers. Okay. So Got finding it. out, so going to finding out where he is and uh, whatever he's doing right Great. Anybody so, else? So like, how wide of a radius can we make around this thing safely, do we think? Like, what do you mean? Like, how far away before you could be seen? Yeah, that I kind mean, of thing. from where you are hiding in alleyways and behind, like, you know, building walls, you could probably be about 30 feet away from it without being noticed. Um, 
and there is plenty of streets and neighborhood or you know buildings that kind of wrap around this entire thing it's almost kind of like a if you imagine like a news or tv station building you know there is just like this kind of low protective wall you know it's gated um and then there's like a 10 floor like building uh, with lots of windows. All right. Spin's very easy at being forgotten. I'm uh, yeah. I'm good at being selfie. How many how many humans are out front? Uh, in front of the gate, about two. You can see that there are some that are kind of walking the perimeter. So at most at a time there might be three if if it's at the correct time. Um, you figure there might be a gate on the other side, probably very similar. I, I was worried to the exit. Spin's really strong, and he's got, like, a really big gun. Should we just... We could just go for it? Is that crazy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is. That is crazy. Makes sense. Um, that makes sense. <laughs> that yeah. is crazy. I don't know anymore. <laughs> you you just... You two just met me. There's... This is a mess, so... Agency, I know that you, you have this experience with being in, you know, law enforcement, I guess. <laughs> Do you have any experience breaking into a building like this? Recently, I've done quite a lot of stuff like this. Although, I've found that uh, I have a predisposition for going in loud. Should we, like, have a loud group and a quiet group? I I shaped myself into the ghost just before we popped into this little particular scene. So, if they are gonna dive in, if something bad's about to happen... I, I, I'm, I'm going to roll for it. So the full definition of this is hunches when something bad is happening or just about to happen. Somewhere that you aren't roll plus sharp on a plus 10, you knew where you oh, need it to got go. It. So like, for example, if something bad was about to happen to Gunderson, you yes. would know where it was happening and you would get a hunch and you would be able to like go there. Go ahead and roll sharp. All right. Roll for sharp. Grabbing two dice I've never rolled before. I was just thinking I could make a distraction with magic, too. That's a nine. Okay. So you do feel like there is something bad going on in this building. Um, You know that Gunderson is in there. It is in your gut that you feel that your old boss, your, your old master is here. Do you act on it? And do you just like go towards these guards. I act and I dive in. Okay. okay, we're doing this. So what are you going to roll to make this happen? Are you attacking them? Are you distracting them? I thought they were trying to be a distraction. So what will I do? I will try to be a distraction. What should I roll for a distraction? Uh, I would say manipulate somebody. That's a 10. Yeah, so you kind of like... Nine plus a one. You move towards these two human guards and you just start making these like spooky ghost noises as your arms just kind of lift the sheet that is on you in these very scary ways. Legit, just a way sheet too. Nothing special. It's just a way sheet. And they just start... Duels in the eyes. They start walking towards you. They have these like spears that they are carrying and they're about to stab you with a spear. Since nobody is doing anything. I I think it's time for a big entrance, Fred. (laughs) Okay. There we go. Uh, Agency will, uh, in 
uh, badass fashion, which is not something he, he normally is. He will, uh, carrying his assault rifle, pull back on the, I don't remember what the part's called, because I haven't had to fire a gun in a while, and, um... He will make a big showy entrance into a dangerous situation, and he'll he'll be like, "All right, all you sons of bitches, it's time for you to get out of here. We're here to get Gunderson. There's nothing you can do to stop us. And if you try, I'm gonna blow your goddamn brains out." Except he's louder. I don't want to yell at him. What uh, do you roll at the end of this? I do. I roll plus cool. Try it. I never roll particularly well for these, so I got a <laughs> seven, which means okay. I am partially successful. Fred, is there anything that looks particularly monstrous, or are they all personages here? Just two humans with spears about to stab Buddy. Uh, I pick... I, I like, lock eyes with, um... I don't know, the baldest of them. Okay. <laughs> because the light, the, the pale sunlight is reflecting off their forehead back at me, and it's distracting. He drops his spear and just runs into the alleyway. The other one stabs Buddy. Act under pressure, Patrick. Act under pressure. Uh, what the hell is act under pressure? Uh, that is nothing. I get no additionals. Uh, five out of three, that's an eight. Okay. Fred. Yes. How do? When can I protect someone in this case? Uh, I mean, I, you could probably do it as a reactive. I'll, I'll allow you to try to protect Buddy. I mean, everybody's kind of aware of what's happening. Okay. I'm going to roll to protect Buddy. Now we're in my fucking good stats, baby. That is a three. That's an 11 to protect okay. Buddy. You take three points of damage. Hold on. Hold Damn. on. Do When I roll protect someone uh, and I get a 10 or more, I choose two of the protect someone options. Yes. So I suffer little harm. So I take no damage and then I will inflict harm on the enemy. Okay. And that will be two harm, ignore armor, messy. I, like, dude is going to stab Buddy and does not see the lanky kid do a front flip over the nugget, crash his foot into the spear to push it into the ground, and then kick him in the face. (laughs) Oh, you're so comfy. You do so. You snap the spear, you break this person's nose, and he is just on the ground just moaning as blood is spraying all over the place and he is like almost in a fetal position crawling away from you hey we did it i'm gonna look at uh artabesia and say well i'm gonna go kill carson daily like the shadow government killed the pizza hut book club and then i'm gonna (laughs) roll i'm gonna roll off and overlooked (laughs) to just walk into the building Dude, roll. That's a, that's a good call, because I rolled a hot two. I like to imagine now that Deandra also looks like she just kind of made her own clothes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I rolled a, an unnatural 12. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm going to be both unthreatening and unimportant to everyone in the area and walk into the building. Yes. Yes. Meanwhile, everyone else is going to be very threatening. Well, Deandra's <laughs> yeah. gone. Like... <laughs> And, and Artemisia immediately jumps on this person and just finishes this person, and they stop moving. But <sighs> there is just blood being satiated in Artemisia's face, and 
Uh, her mouth is just covered in blood. This person is dead on the ground. The other person is gone. There's nobody else here, and neither is Deandra. What do the rest of you do? I look at Agency and uh, Buddy Q, and uh, I'm like, do do we go in? <laughs> Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. We wouldn't be the first ones going in. Let's do this. I can use magic to bar the door behind the us words. as well, so they won't follow us in. Okay. So we are They're not following us in. <laughs> well, the, but, like, there's other people doing rounds around the building. Uh, uh, that's fair. That's fair. Right. So you do so. And you enter into this building and you find yourself in what looks like a very standard reception area of what is like a TV station. Um, There is like old promo like type um, posters up on the walls. Um, They're very confusing. It is like nothing you have seen before. Um, and there is actually a person at the front desk in front of what looked like four rows of elevators and a couple of doors. There's a stairway that leads up. Now, before we get to the group, Deandra, what are you doing? Because this person at the front desk is paying you no mind. They are human, but they look like they're on guard duty. Right. Um, since I'm unthreatening and unimportant, I have to be acting all crazy. So I'm going to be muttering to myself about how the farmer's almanac, almanac was written by a death cult. And I'm going to walk up the stairs. Yes. And you do so. Can we get a snippet of that, please? It's <laughs> <laughs> taste, taste crop rotations, crop rotations. Yeah. All you have to do is it's, it's, it's depleting the soil and it's about starvation. And, and it, it, high fructose corn syrup is poisoning the people. <laughs> And you, within this almost like inner monologue that you are saying out loud, you find yourself in what looks like what would be considered maybe like a a jail. Like it's weird because you entered into a TV station and now you're in a room full of just cages and it is a large room there. the, The cages don't actually go all the way to the roof. They're tall enough to hold humans Uh, But there is like bars on top as well. The ceiling probably goes like another 50 to 60 feet above that. It's a large open room and you find various cages. Uh, Most of them are um, empty, but you do find a couple uh, that hold people. But before we explore that, we'll go back to the rest of the group. Uh, You enter into this building and the person at the front desk goes, Hey, what are you guys doing in here? You're not supposed to be here. Yeah, but we are anyway. We're here for the tour. There are no tours here. Now tell me what it is that you're doing or I might have to get rough. Well, we're here to extract someone that you have that we want to bring back with us. You see him fiddling with something behind... um, like the desk, like the computer and, and, and what he's sitting in front of. And then he just pulls out a gun and, and shoots right at Artemisia. Oh God. Um, uh, oh shit. That's shit, 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 under shit. pressure. Uh, cool. I, I was, <laughs> I would like to use one of my new vampire abilities. Okay. Which is <laughs> preternatural speed. You ah. go much faster than normal people. When you chase, flee or run, take plus one ongoing. Okay, so I would say that you could take that onto your act under pressure. Delightful. That cancels out my minus one and makes it a zero. <laughs> okay. Uh, snake eyes. Oh boy. <laughs> oh no. Ooh, boy. Can I react to protect Artemisia? No. Damn. Um, well, I tried. 
we uh, are going to have you take uh, three points of damage. You like you you move very quickly, and it's odd because you're on the other side of the room next to this person, but you just took the bullet and then moved behind him. Did I heal one when I ate that guy outside? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Great. All right. The rest of you can act. Fred, I don't have any sympathy for this individual, and I would like to uh, shoot them in the face. Okay. With a shotgun? If, that, if, that, if that's right. No, I have the assault rifle out. Okay. Well, unfortunately, that is a six. <laughs> so that is a failure. It is. It is. Also, this person is just moving with not pre like unnatural speed, but it is just jumping over the desk uh, and going towards whatever this creature in a sheet is and spin. What the t- what do the two of you do? I'll beat them up, please. Okay. I have like a I, when I see the nuggets in trouble, I just I have to go. I have to I have to act. I'm kicking ass. That is a 10. Okay, you are successful. And on a 10, I choose one extra effect, and that will be that I inflict terrible harm while they are darting around thinking they're cool, being like, haha, serpentine, serpentine. I just cold clock straight arm punch them in the in the cheekbone, and that will be three damage, ignore armor, magic, and messy. You break their cheekbone underneath the fist. That just sounds like an aluminum bat cracking against the skeletal structure of his face. He is dazed and drops to the ground. Um, You can just see that this dark purple bruise is just forming underneath its skin um, as it just kind of like goes down on one knee and, and is not doing anything. Buddy, Artemisia, what do you do? Uh, Buddy was actually about to like do the same type of swing. Uh, gonna use uh, in my spooky little form um, the big whammy. Uh, I can use my powers to kick some ass. Plus weird. Uh, that is a six and a five, so eleven plus my weird some twelve. Okay, what is it that you do? Pretty much uh, trying to follow up on everything that I just saw and gently kind of kick in the face as this ghostly figure wearing a sheet. Just like two eyes sockets. Just like flip over and kick twice right in the face. And with the weakened uh, cheekbone uh, from Spin's vicious punch, uh, you your foot just goes into its face horrifically, uh, and you have ended this person's life. <laughs> what do the four of you do to figure out where to go? I look at agency. Well, clearly this is reception, so there's going to be a directory or some sort of wall map that would have the you are here and would let us know where we can go. Absolutely. Deandra. Wait, 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 wait. We're going somewhere else? Well, we're staying here, but we're going to find the place that we need to go from within here to get to the oh. place we need to go within here <laughs> okay. to get Gunders. Okay. I, 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 I don't know about you guys, but you know, I need some a little bit, a little bit of sleep, but I, I, Gundy, 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 top priority. And you do look at this map and you can see that it maps out what was once a TV studio and you can see that uh, there are, you know, there's a studio set on one level. There is, you know, offices on another. 
Um, there is like a cafeteria, and then on the very top is like executive level and penthouses. So I, I will point to the penthouse and be like, he, Carson Daly is here. That's almost definitely where Deandra's going. Well, yeah, that is where Deandra's going. She said she's going to go kill him. And if Gundy's here, probably. He's turning Gundy into a woo girl? Right? Okay, so kill Deandra, kill Carson Daly, kill. No, don't kill Deandra. Sounds like worst case scenario as we go up there, we kill Carson Daly, or at least get him to tell us where Gunderson is. Oh, okay, okay. There's also a part of me that wonders if Gundy is Carson Daly because, and he used that name because he knew we would recognize it. Oh, like he runs the place? Yeah, like maybe because he knows that Deandra thinks that Carson Daly is like the king of the demons. Damn. So that, I I mean, we're not going to know until we go up there. I would have never thought of that. That is super meta. So the four of you enter into the elevator. You press the top floor for the penthouse and the elevator much to your surprise, is still operational and starts to rise as a rather bland but eerie elevator music plays uh, while the four of you stand there. Uh, What seems like long moments, minutes pass, and then it finally stops. You hear the ding and the door is about to open. And the camera pans back to Deandra. Can 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 you play Girl from Epinina as they ride the elevator? <laughs> oh, Spin's sure. dancing to it too. Spin is absolutely like dancing, dancing to it. <laughs> there is a person in a cage about five cages down. They're kind of huddled in the corner of the cage. You really can't see who it is, but uh, they do seem to be alive. I'll, I'll head over that way and, like, knock on the cage door, like, you know, just trying to, like, be loud enough to wake that person, but not draw any attention from anybody else. Like, just kind of, psst, hey. Uh, a man um, that has kind of, like, short cropped black hair, kind of gaunt features, kind of dark eyes, and what looks like a perpetual like five o'clock shadow stubble looks up to you and goes, uh, oh my, wait, you don't work here, do you? Who are you? Oh, no, not at all. I'm I'm in here to rescue somebody. I thought you might be them. Oh, you're here to, to rescue kill me? Carson Daly. Thank God. Oh, sure, absolutely. Yes, please. <laughs> if you could just open the gates, the cage door. Uh, um, I'm going to try. Is there? Does there look to be like keys around or anything? Not within sight. You might be able to do some investigatory you know, maybe just looking around. Yeah, I'll, I'll look around. Wait, what should wait, don't, I don't leave, don't leave. Um, oh, okay. What's your name? Deandra. Oh, Deandra, I, you're like the first real person I've seen in a long time. Um, I, I'm sorry, but my name is Neve. <laughs> Why are you here, Neve? I don't know. Um, well, you see, I, well, I kind of created this show and... You know, yeah. it, this we made Familiar. this movie. My brother and I and our friend, mm-hmm. we went across mm-hmm. country to go mm-hmm. meet somebody who I thought was my true soulmate. And mm-hmm. well, we came up with this term. It, it, I was mm-hmm. catfished. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm familiar. I'm You've familiar. seen the show. Oh yeah, my god, yeah, I think you're a fan. <laughs> sure. Oh, that's that's so great to meet a fan. I. Why are you in a cage, Neve? Well, well, you see. Well, I, I started working with MTV and the show <laughs> mm-hmm. started and, and we were getting all of this notoriety and things were just really going amazing. And they brought me um, 
to, to one of my personal heroes. Um, I had a meeting with Carson Daly and mm-hmm. I signed this contract and a part of the contract was me signing in blood, my own blood. It, it, I thought it was weird at first, but you know, big celebrities and these executives, they have these like weird, you know, traditions and stuff. And I just, I just wanted to be famous. And, and so I did, I, I signed the contract and immediately I saw myself. There was another version of me in the room. And then mm-hmm. this smoke started billowing and I realized that this fancy carpet that I was stepping on in Carson Daly's office was some kind of like geometric pattern that was lighting up. And the next thing I know, I'm sick mm. and I woke up in this cage. And, and I've been okay. here since. I mean, that show's been on for like 14 seasons. You've been here for a long time. <laughs> I know. All right. I know. All right. Is he lying to he's me? Telling he's, okay, he's telling the truth. DeAndre, you have to get me out of here before they come back. There are these horrific spider creatures. I don't even know what to call them. I mean, well, I mean, that's pretty accurate. I'll, I'll like glance around the area to see if I can find keys. Like, hold on real tight. Be quiet. I'm going to find keys. Okay. I'm going to look, I'm going to look for keys in the cage area. Is there any other cages with people in them? Yeah. You do see another person and mm. this person okay. has like short crop blonde hair and is very muscular. His clothes oh, are just a little too tight. <laughs> see what's happening here. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, I'm going to look for some keys <laughs> to free all of these douches. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm looking I'm looking for keys. So yeah, you find you find the keys. Okay, I will unlock the the I'll unlock Neve and uh I'm assuming the situation. <laughs> I was going with the Miz, but oh, the Miz! <laughs> I thought it was the situation. Yeah, the Miz. Okay, yeah, I get okay, it. Okay, the Miz. All right, cool. I'll, I'll free the Miz. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll let them out and say, okay, you y- y'all y'all are free to pursue. Don't do dealings with MTV anymore. <laughs> oh God, no, no, never again. <laughs> but h- how do we get out of here? Oh fuck. Okay, follow me for a little bit. Just be quiet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna go kill Carson Daly and save my friend, and then we'll leave. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll continue up the stairs to see what else I can find. Okay. The camera then continues to go up the stairs much farther than where we find Deandra, Miz, and Neve, <laughs> <laughs> and the camera finds itself uh, in a elevator where Spin is dancing like nobody's watching. Oh, but Agency is watching and probably disappointed. The elevator door dings and opens up. And it opens up not into a hallway, but into an incredibly large room. This room is bordered with just windowed walls and you can see out sprawling into the darkness this horrific landscape of this this town this city that you're in like jagged teeth jutting out of the ground within the room itself there is this intricately large carpet that has this geometric pattern on it there are lavish couches all over the place and on the other end of the room there is this desk that looks like it is made from the oldest oak ever it is singularly magnificent and a large chair 
facing the windows with the tall back to you. Do you enter into this room? I want to investigate a mystery. Go ahead. Because I forgot that we haven't done that. <laughs> We're going up to Carson Daly. Uh, that is a 10. Okay. What is the question? Well, obviously, what can hurt it? You feel like, I mean, honestly, just about anything. Magic, physical harm, weapons like guns. What can it do? You feel like it does this, whoever this is, has powers that are both, I guess, maybe magical to some, but maybe scientific to others, but especially weird. Is it Gunderson? And as you step into the room, the chair starts to spin around. And before you, we see the camera cuts out. And that is where we're going to call it. Hey everyone, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to our new Geekling project, Vanguard of the Veil. If you're interested in learning more about our podcast, follow us on Twitter at Vanguard Veil. If you want to hear more shows like ours, then check out Cthulhu and Friends and Greeting Adventurers, which is a part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you want to follow the people that creates this show, you can follow the keeper, Fred, at I Think I'm Fred. Professor Gunderson is played by Matthew at Matthew M. Morris. Deandra is played by Alex at Happy Pew. Spin is played by Josh at Josketh. Artemisia is played by Steph at Steph O. Kingston. And Buddy Q is played by special guest star Patrick at Professor PFM. Our show is also edited and produced by Kieran at Mr. K underscore Bennett. And all music and sound effects are courtesy of Epidemic Sounds. 